What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. This is the first week to me at least that it is really feeling like spring. It's been sunny a couple days. It's definitely warming up. That's not to say it won't get cold again at any point, but it's making me so excited and I was just reflecting on past years. I have heard this as well, um, like other cultures, their new year is in the spring or closer to spring, like Chinese New Year, for example, rather than January 1st. And I feel like that is so true. I feel like the new year really starts in the spring. And just looking back at so many past years, I feel like March specifically, not that it's March yet, but it is coming up. I always feel like in March, so much shit happens and it's always like a turning point of some kind. Like literally thinking back to every year. It's like, that's when the year really starts. I feel like winter, like especially that after the holidays winter, it's just kind of like an in-between period. Yeah, you know, I reflect on the year and I do the whole New Year's thing. Obviously, if you guys listen to this podcast, especially you know that, but it's like the year doesn't start until spring and we're really coming up to that. So I'm excited y'all. This is a great time of year to do things like go to the dentist, go to the doctor, get your hair cut, get a wax if that's something you want to do. Maybe start the tan routine. I don't know. And yeah, I've just really been thinking about what I want to do this year. Obviously, there's big goals, but also just little things, maybe even little trips I want to take and just how I want even like small holidays to go and things like that because it's really crazy. I don't know if this is cliche or not, but years really do fly by. And then when you look back at it, it's like an entire year of your life, you know? Oh, like, When I was 22, like, this is what I did on 4th of July. This is what I did for my birthday that year. This is what I did that summer or whatever. That's the year I finally tried this thing I've been wanting to try for so long. It's like, unless you do it today, like, you have to do it today. Like, not literally today, but it's like, you have to start now. And I do feel like a lot of the time, myself included, we are almost waiting for life to start or waiting to have that feeling of like, okay, now, like, I'm ready or now I can do that. Now I'm allowing myself to do that. But you really have to take as much advantage as you can, you know, obviously within reason and financial reason, especially in ASAP. There's that quote, how we spend our days is how we spend our life. Like, kind of hate that. Especially with imposter syndrome, it kind of ties into that too. I saw this quote I keep thinking about from a meme dump on TikTok. Don't even remember the context of the meme, what kind of meme it was, but the message was like, stop waiting until you're ready, you know, quote unquote ready. There's so many people already doing what you want to do with way less experience and whatever, but just because they're doing it, you know, they're going to be ahead. Just start, like start scared, start before you feel ready. And I think that's so important to remember as well. So anyway, just some things on my mind as we finally approach spring. Again, not that it's spring yet, but we're getting there. One of the main things I wanted to talk about today is this concept of, or trend almost, of de-influencing. This is a trend I'm sure some of you guys have seen on TikTok, but it's basically where people will go through products that they have tried or even recent trends and just say, you don't need this, don't buy that. And it's kind of the opposite of a lot of traditional (laughs) traditional influencer culture, which is very much like buy that, sponsored by this, use my code, which like same, you know? But honestly, do y'all remember on OG Beauty Guru, or not TikTok, YouTube, there was favorites videos, obviously, but then there would also be videos of like products I would not repurchase. So I think de-influencing goes a little further back than we may think. It may not have been called that, but the concept was definitely there. I think this is a really great trend because there is obviously so much overconsumption in our world and I think especially on social media and especially I think since the rise of TikTok, there's so many micro trends and I mean Instagram too, it all contributes. I really think it is a side effect of 
consumerism and capitalism. We base our worth and we base our social status on what we have, our possessions, how much money we have, what we are able to afford. And I think social media really magnifies that because you can kind of present your life however you want. So it adds this extra layer of like, oh, if I have these like new trendy things, if I'm always on top of everything, on top of every trend, every viral product, people are gonna know that I'm trendy and therefore worthy. So I think it is really important to take a step back from that and just in general, like not to participate in these micro trends. And especially on TikTok, there's so many viral products. Like, bro, this annoying ass cup, y'all know the cup I'm talking about. I never saw a video about this cup. It was always like people critiquing the cup. <laughs> people are so obsessed with this cup and it leaks. Like, I really don't get the point of it and people were like putting their starbucks ventis in this but like literally putting the starbucks cup in this cup you don't need this cup it was a very useful cup that would be of use for a long time and like had benefits like it didn't leak and it kept your drink cold for like over 24 hours and like i don't know things like that that would make sense but i don't even think it does those things why are people so obsessed with it like just because it holds a lot and you can fit it in your car i don't know but anyway that's just an example i see a lot of people talking about how the mini Uggs are trend, but like, I really love my mini Uggs. Okay, I've gotten a lot of wear out of them. I don't regret that purchase, honestly. But for some people, you know, that might be something they wear a couple times and then never wear again. This is an article from firstpost.com. In de-influencing videos, people are critical and often roast viral products that have not worked for them. The trend is a sign of growing backlash to overconsumption. De-influencers claim to be honest, cutting out the noise and giving you what's real. Many see it as a new way for creators to be authentic. And then this is what I was kind of saying a second ago, but TikTok has encouraged the habit and I think it has it's before TikTok it's even before social media I just think these things have amplified it but TikTok has encouraged the habit of collecting items just just to show the world that you are up to date and can afford things we're also getting into that recession core you know all these dupes you know people going back to their natural hair color but making it trendy people are hurting like groceries are so expensive shit is so expensive and so it really is giving recession core no but for real like I think it's I mean, obviously a recession is not great, but I think it's great that people are making these things trendy. And where I was going with that also is like do-it-yourself beauty things. I think that really started from the pandemic. I see so many girls dyeing their own hair, learning how to cut their own hair, learning how to do nails is a huge one, learning how to do their lash extensions, learning how to wax at home. And I think that's great in general, you know, just because I think especially if you're just, you know, a regular person, it's not like you're a celebrity on screen all the time you know we still want to feel like a baddie but why would i spend hundreds of dollars per month to do that let me learn how to do it myself i think that's a great tool to have so i would really recommend being mindful of your spending habits i'm going to talk about this in an upcoming video but i have started the past couple months keeping track of which days i even spend money and i have a calendar where I will highlight the days that I don't spend money. I'll write down no spend. And then on the days where I do have to spend money, I will write down what I purchased and what it was for. And that's just been a great kind of visual fun way to keep track. And it's cool to see how many days out of the month you highlighted and didn't spend any money that day. So yeah, I'm gonna make a video just about ways to stay organized and stuff. But that's been really helpful. And if you are someone who like, you know yourself and you know that you have a habit of buying stuff you don't need, compulsive shopping, really wanting to stay on top of trends and stuff, just be mindful of that. Look into other ways to kind of soothe that craving, which would probably honestly just be nervous system regulation and if you have any experience with that like with overcoming shopping addiction or 
just even being in the habit of like always wanting to buy something, leave your tips for us down below. Somebody asked me to talk about friendship breakups and also how to keep friends as an adult. I first wanted to touch on outgrowing friends. I think it's really important to normalize like in ourselves but also in society friendship breakups and even just friendships growing apart i read this article actually from the ted talk website they said with a partner we wonder if they're going to be the one but with friends we assume they're the one from the minute we establish that we like each other friendships like any relationship sometimes aren't meant to be and even if they are maintaining them takes real work i feel like sometimes in our society we really prioritize the longevity of a friendship rather than you know, is this friendship still healthy for me or as healthy as it was, you know, a few years ago? That doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, but sometimes time is not the best indicator of whether or not you should stay in a relationship, whether it be a friendship or a romantic partner. I feel like especially with friends, you know, it's like, oh, well, we've been friends for this long. Like I could never like not be friends with them. And it's like, sometimes it's actually better if you do let that person go. This is from evolvetreatment.com, but they have a list of things to look for if you're wondering if you should end a friendship. You're anxious about certain friends and what they think of you. You're the only one to make plans or put in effort. Spending time together feels draining. You disagree about core values. They regularly cancel plans and you no longer connect like you used to. You may be in a toxic friendship if they don't keep your secrets, talk about you behind your back, get mad when you set boundaries, embarrass or make fun of you, lie to you, or make you feel bad about yourself. With all of this being said, I feel like as I have grown up and learned about setting boundaries and just like realizing, oh, like this is why me and that person didn't stay friends, you know? It has made me almost super vigilant and you almost wanna uphold, not uphold everyone to this really high standard, but it's like you're really careful about who you, you know, let into your life and become friends with. But with that being said, you can also have friendships of different layers of depth or like of different depths. Not everyone has to be your best friend that you tell everything to and that is your confident. And I think that's important too, you know. Some people, you know, you just see when you go out and that's fine. Like that doesn't mean, oh my God, like I only want good relationships around me. Like obviously if someone is literally toxic, cut them out of your life. But it, like just because not everyone is your best, best, best friend doesn't mean you need to unfollow them on IG or something. The most important thing is, and I'm sure a lot of you already know this, is to pay attention to how you feel while you're with somebody and also after. If you do feel really drained and if you just catch yourself thinking certain things, like I wonder if they are talking about me, I wonder if they told their friend that thing I told them not to tell anyone, pay attention to that, you know, and really trust your intuition. As far as how to break up with a friend, especially if you start realizing like, oh, this person's really toxic, it really depends. Like obviously, I feel like it's a little almost easier if someone does something super fucked up to you because then you have a reason to be like, oh, well, you did this. You really hurt me. Like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. But if it's like your own thing, like you just kind of start noticing like, huh, every time I'm with them, I feel really drained. They only talk about themselves or I notice these little comments, you know, where they're just kind of putting me down. I feel like at a certain point, it's not even worth your energy to be like, hey, it really hurt my feelings when you did this. If they've demonstrated that they're not the type of person to hear you or to want to make a change. So it's like, you just have to kind of start distancing yourself in some situations. Say no to plans start, you know, not texting them as much, not answering their calls. And also it depends, like sometimes that might be passive aggressive, but there's really situations where sometimes you just have to save your energy and like move on and it's not even worth a conversation. But yeah, I think the most important thing, like I feel like we always talk about is to set boundaries. And even with dating, with new friends, whatever, if you've been through a really hard friend breakup or gotten your heart broken or something, it can be kind of hard to trust people again. But when you know that you have strong boundaries in yourself and you can trust 
yourself to have your body tell you how it feels around somebody, you know, you know, when something's off. I know there's people out there that are the right fit for me. As far as keeping friends as an adult, which I thought this was a super interesting topic because I feel like people often want to talk about how to make friends. As far as keeping friends, I think one of the main things is to be real. Like if this is someone that you really value in your life, it's important to speak up, you know, if they say something that hurts your feelings or whatever the case may be, be real, you know? And like I've told you guys before, that is always a really good test of what kind of friend they're going to be, how they're able to handle conflict and apologize and things like that. I've had friends who I have had for a really long time because we have been through so much shit together. We've had arguments, but throughout it all, like our friendship still remained strong. And I do think it takes both sides as well. You know, like both people have to be willing to do that. You could literally be like the best, most perfect friend but if the other person is shitty, like, it's not gonna work. Be willing to speak up if there's an issue because it's gonna be worth it in the end. And I also think the most important thing about maintaining friendships or, you know, the second most important maybe, as far as, like, how to act around the other person, just remembering shit, showing up for people, and being thoughtful. I feel like little things really go a long way. And, you know, I have, like, go on my cancer placement, so I always be, like, thoughtful, I feel. And this does not mean going above and beyond for every single person you consider a friend. Because, bitch, if you have problems with boundaries, if you are an overfunctioner, it is probably likely that you attract or have attracted underfunctioners. So, you know, the classic example is you do so much for everybody else's birthdays. You go above and beyond. Oh my God, I just want them to have a good birthday. But then, like, nobody does anything for you on your birthday. So, this is not to say go above and beyond for everybody and anybody. But it is, like, you know, be thoughtful. Do little things. If you don't get that energy back, you know, don't give it out. But as far as maintaining a friendship with somebody that you know is like a worthy person for you to give that to, I do think it's the little things that matter. And just like keeping in touch. I mean, some people have friends that they don't talk to for months and months, but then they get together and it's like no time has passed at all. And that's great and stuff. But I do think, you know, checking in once in a while is important. And especially, you know, checking in with only the intention of checking in and seeing how someone's doing. Have you all ever had a friend where they only hit you up when they needed something or they would pretend like they were interested in how you were, but really it was like, oh, also I wanted to like ask you for this information or if you could do this for me or like, and then it's annoying too because it's like as a friend, you want to be there for someone, but it's like, you're not treating me like a friend. So why would I treat you like a friend? None of that is to fear when you have strong boundaries and you trust yourself. If something feels off, I trust myself to remove myself from the situation or to speak up. I think it's really important to have friends with similar or the same values as you. So therefore it's important to know what your own values are. I feel like the pandemic brought out a lot of shit in certain friendships for me and I know for other people just seeing like who took that shit serious and who did not give a fuck and just seeing people that I thought I was on the same page with about shit not do any of those things not want to get vaccinated it does matter and that's why I don't get like it's not like I'm having I don't know, a political debate with my friends every time I see them. But I think it does come down to values. It's like people would be like, oh, come out, come out, come out. And it's like, no, I'm not going to like go to your little like drum party. Like what? And then people like pout because you don't want to go to their COVID party. It's like, well, <laughs> I don't think we're on the same page here. A huge part of maintaining healthy boundaries is realizing that it's okay to have different levels of connection with each other within a group. You can feel very close to some people. Others only enter your life because they're friends with your friends. So yeah, those would be my tips or my advice as far as that goes. Let me know if you would add anything to that. And of course, if you are mourning 
a friendship because that's really that makes sense too you know you can know a friendship is toxic or just not for you anymore and still mourn you know the good times of course it's important to journal it's important to get in your body that could look like going for a walk working out doing yoga and just letting yourself feel you know if you want to cry cry don't like shame yourself oh this is so stupid you know they're not good for you and that goes for romantic relationships too you know if you need to cry cry you're gonna feel better and i think another important thing to remember is just because you and this again goes for both friendships and relationships but just because you miss somebody is that's not an indicator that you should hit them up or re-allow them into your life trust yourself that they're out of your life for a reason and again maybe do some journaling about why you think you are missing them what about them are you missing and see how you can incorporate those things into your life without hitting up this toxic person oh my god this has also been kind of a tiktok trend i just made a tiktok about it because this topic was on my mind but did y'all ever have like a super codependent friend who acted like you guys were like almost in a relationship it's like you couldn't do anything without like that person to the point where it's like toxic and horrible bro we don't need to be texting every hour yeah, I like to text my friends, but not, like, to the point where I'm exhausted. I feel like that's a very, like, high school thing. But then it's, like, it's not. Because these girls will be, like, full women and then, like, acting like that. So, have strong boundaries within yourself. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is Pisces season, which is coming up on Saturday the 18th. Let me know if you are Pisces. How does it feel to be a Pisces? If you're not a Pisces, let me know your thoughts on Pisces. There was literally a period of my life where every person... <laughs> every relationship was like a Pisces. Like every guy I talked to, every close friend I had, everyone was a Pisces. This is from womeninhome.com, Pisces season 2023. We are flowing out of the revolutionary energy of Aquarius season and into the dreamy oasis of Pisces season. It is a season of imagination, dreaming, being creative. So it is a really great time to connect with yourself, your inner creativity, to really pay attention to your dreams. Start a dream journal. A mutable water sign ruled by the dreamy planet of Neptune, Pisces embodies feeling through the expression of art, poetry, romanticism, fantasy, and other unworldly activity. Ah, oh, shoddy got that unworldly activity. <laughs> Pisces want to bring beauty, compassion, and magic into the world in order to heal, inspire, and bring transformation. Pisces is ruled by the 12th house, which is the house of the unconscious, kind of under the surface. So it's a great time also to do some serious, deep, and transformative, life-changing work. Valentine's Day is a great prelude to Pisces season. And yeah, I would say just really focus on creativity, being in nature. My thoughts on Pisces though, well, y'all know I love my water signs. I like the creativity. I do think a lot of Pisces guys like very fun very romantic but like delusional sometimes when I'm talking to a guy like and we're like on FaceTime before bed or something I'll be like oh like will you tell me a bedtime story and just like from their response I feel like it tells a lot it's like do they get uncomfortable do they give me a half-assed story are they like do they just ignore me <laughs> ignore the request but I just always remember this one Pisces guy literally made up like this like beautiful fairy tale <laughs> where like I was a princess in it and it was like literally exactly what I wanted like he literally made up a full bedtime story and it was just a very like Pisces moment in my opinion like he was really channeling his inner creativity like that was a good use of Pisces energy so yeah I would love to hear your thoughts on Pisces and let me know your thoughts on anything we discussed today don't forget to follow the IG at Celebrate Podcast there's so many new graphics every week it really is like separate content and I'm so proud of it I think the page looks so cute thank you guys so much for listening don't forget to share write a review on Apple Music honestly and I will talk to you guys next week bye everyone